Throughout history, there have been folk tales and stories passed down through the generations, scaring men, women, and children alike. Some taught lessons on the importance of having morals, while others are based more on truth than fiction. This is Prestigious Minds Scaretober Special. Subscribe for free on your podcast player of choice by following the link below. How you doing today, Rob? Pretty good, man. How you doing? You know, I'm enjoying it. We're in October now. It's nice fall weather. A good crisp, like 78 degrees in the middle of the day. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. It is officially spooky season to us. That the is first true. week of October. Yes, and if you've been listening, you've heard our first week of Scaretober, which has been pretty exciting. Gotten some good feedback on that. Something else that we've gotten feedback on recently has been the number of people who enjoyed the beer rating conversations that we have had on a few of the episodes. Who would have thunk it? We're typically going to probably leave that towards our bootleg series, but maybe we'll bring it back every now and then, depending on what beers we're drinking. And today is going to be one of those episodes. Rob, what are you drinking today? Yeah, man, I'm bringing I'm drinking a, uh, a hazy IPA by Stone. I'm not really sure what it's called, though. It has like a... It says, enjoy by 10, 31, 22, so it must be pretty fresh. And it's got these little, these little Halloween thing of some, some of these uh, bone dudes, like, doing a little dance, you know, little skeletons. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's 9.4%. Can you believe that? Yeah. Spicy. Yeah, that's almost like wine territory. It's almost a, uh, yeah, yeah, literally. But you know what? I'm going to rate this. I'm going to rate it, since it's pretty good, it, I've had more flavorful hazy IPAs, but not in this like 9.4% territory. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four bone dudes out of five. That's a pretty, pretty good rating. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Relatively speaking to its alcohol content, pretty good. You know, I don't, I don't see a problem with that at all. I am, however, which I feel like I've started the trend of just drinking stouts on the show. I don't know. I just, there's something about a good Swedish stout that just, that is sweet Ish, not Swedish, just for y'all. One more month and I'll be in the uh, Porter Stout season. Talk to, well, okay, to be fair, because I haven't told you what I'm drinking yet, it's a Southern Pines Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew Imperial Stout. What a mouthful. Yes, but it tastes pretty dang good. If you've ever had a pumpkin cream cold brew, not the latte, but just the pumpkin cream on a cold brew from Starbucks. That's exactly what this tastes like, but with the beer flavor added to it. So yeah, a little bit of the dark chocolate notes at the very end, and a little bit of the bitterness. I'd probably give this one a 3.8 dumbbell lifts out of 5, because I've had better stouts, and this one is not average. It is better than average, but it's not... I've had better ones by Southern Pond, I guess. Right. So... Uh, so it's just, it just missing something to make it in the top of the upper echelon of, yeah, of beers. Yeah, I think it's uniqueness and flavor. Like, it has a good mouthfeel, but it's like the pumpkin cream is just a hint. It's not really the overtone. It's an undertone. Ah, right. I pre- and I prefer more of an overt flavor if it's going to be flavorful. But anyway, this is installment four of our... Scaretober event series here on Prestigious Minds. Today, we are going to be telling you and discussing the story and fairy tale, folk tale, whatever you want to call it, of Rapunzel. Rob, 
do you want to take us away to fairy tale land? Let's do it, guys. Once upon a time, there was a young, happy married couple who so desperately wished for a child. The woman prayed and prayed and hoped that one day God would grant her the wish. So behind their house, they could see the most beautiful lush garden they've ever seen. I bet it's got tomatoes, okra, cucumbers, maybe a few flowers. Maybe a few squash. Yeah. But, it, you know, behind their house, this garden was surrounded by a big, giant wall. Then no one dared enter the garden because there was this wicked, mean old woman. They called her the Enchantress. And she had great power, and she brought that power with awe to everyone around her. So the woman, gazing upon the garden, looked down, and she saw this rampion. That rampion's like a... It's something you can eat. Yeah, just something you can throw in a salad, you know, put a little Italian dressing on it. It's pretty good. The quality of which you've never seen before, this rampion, right? It tasted similar to like a mild radish, which even if you don't like radishes, this thing was pretty good, you know. She they used it a lot in salads. Yeah, yeah. She saw it, and she's looking at her husband, she's like, man, you know, I'm going to die if I don't get some of that salad. I just really need it. I need this rampion. Her husband was like, okay, I'll go get it for you. He gray, you know, he, he's starting to climb over this wall behind their house to get a handful of it. And he looks around. No one's there. He's like, yeah, I got this. So he scammers back over the wall, right? And he makes this beautiful salad. And she eats it. She's like, oh, man, this is so good. This is the best food I've ever had in my life. And he's like, well, gee, thanks. The next day, she's like, man, this was so good. I need, like, a lot more of it. He, and, You know, her husband's like... Why? You had it once. Like, are you still going to die? She's like, oh, yeah. He goes back over the wall, and he's picking this rampion, right? He's like, I'll give her some rampion, all right? And then he looks around, and he's like, oh, crap. The entrance behind is behind him. And she says, how dare you enter my garden and take what is not yours to take? Have mercy in the place of justice. I only did so because my wife saw the rampion out of the window. She longed to try it. That she declared she may die. If she did not have some, so I just had to go get it for her. Pondered a minute. Kind of taken aback because pretty sure she thought she was in Ohio and why they're a redneck in Ohio. But anyway, she had, uh, you know, she took a minute to ponder. She softened her heart and she thought someone, you know, she's thought it, thought about it for a little bit. She's like, you know what? All right, you can take as much rampion as you want, but when your wife, when your wife brings a child into this world, it shall be mine, for me to raise as my own, and it will be treated well. I'll give it all the skyline chili at once, and I'll take it to Chiefs games and do all the Ohio things that people from Ohio do. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll do anything so my wife doesn't die. Much later on, of course. The wife gave birth to a beautiful, bouncing baby girl. Just, you know, at this time, I was like, all right, it's it's time for me to take this child. Later, though, you know, the enchantress came and took her child, took the child and said, I'm going to raise it as my own. And I'm going to call her Rapunzel. Which means Rampion in Ohioan. The Enchantress took Rapunzel. And she, you know, she was, she've turned into the most beautiful child 
and soon the most beautiful woman that's ever been. Most beautiful, radiant, golden hair under the sun. When she was around 12 years old, she locked her in a tower with no door, just a window at the very top. When the enchantress, wa- when the enchantress wanted to show up, she would say, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair to me. With magnificent long hair, she would lower her hair down the window, and the enchantress would climb up. I mean, talk about arm strings, right? Climb over hair. Like, I don't even know how that would work. But after a year or two passed, the king's son stumbled, you know, the king of his son stumbled upon the tower in the forest where he heard the most amazing singing he had ever heard. Being curious, he rode closer and caught a glimpse of Rapunzel singing. He got closer, looking for a door, went around two or three times, still couldn't figure out how she got up there. But disgruntled, the prince goes and goes into the woods for a bit, tries to figure this out. Opens up a can of Skyline Chili, and he's there for quite a while, you know. It's getting a little dark. He starts to ride home, then he overhears, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair for me. He thinks to himself, man, is that how she's been getting up there, or getting up and down out of this tower? And then he thinks out loud, if this is the ladder by which one mounts, I too will try my fortune, referring to calling Rapunzel to climb up. After the mean old entrances is left for, you know, the night, he decides to ride back for a bit. He's like, I'm going to gather, you know, I'm going to get all my stuff and come back during the night. See if I can get this, this girl to notice me, you know. He comes back during the night and he says, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair for me. And Rapunzel, of course, lowers her hair down. The prince climbs up once again, amazing arm strength in this kingdom. Upon climbing through the window, she was stunned. She had never met a another person besides the enchantress and he begins like talking to her in a calming voice like hey how's it going bro what's going on just as a friend about you know how the day is going the weather whether she's seen you know the newest shrek movie because you know shrek is still popular in ohio he starts to mention like you know i heard you sing and it's pretty dope he asks what you know do you mind marrying me making me your husband right and she thought to herself he will love me more than the old dame gothel does she responded i will willingly go away with you but i don't know how to get down i got bring with you some skin of silk every time that you come and i will weave a ladder with it and when the time is ready i will descend and we will you will take me away on your horse the prince pondered this for a minute, trying to figure out what she just said. And he, man- he managed to discern a little bit. He's like, well, I don't have a horse, but I got a cool Schwinn, okay? We can row both right on that. So they agreed upon that. And that's what they did. Night after night, they, they kept coming, they, he kept coming back, talking to her. And then one day, when the time was near, when Gothel came, the enchantress, to the tower and went up to Rapunzel, the secret was still safe until Rapunzel let it slip asking, Tell me, Dame Gothel, how has it happened that you are so much heavier for me to draw up than that young king's son? He is with me in a moment. Gothel angrily replied, suggesting she's way heavier than the prince. Oh, you wicked child. Why do you... What do I hear you say? I thought I had separated you from all the world. And yet you have deceived me! In her rage, she clutched Rapunzel's hair. In one fell swoop, she cut all of her hair. 
the old Dame Gothel came, or she took her hair, and she tied it around the hook and waited for the young prince to arrive. Later in the night, the prince arrived, as always, calling up, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair for me. Gothel threw the hair down to the prince. Arriving in the room, he was met with a venomous gaze from the enchantress. Gothel mocking him. Ah, you would fetch your dearest, but the beautiful bird no longer sits singing in her cage. The cat has gotten it, and it will scratch out your eyes as well. Rapunzel is lost to you. You will never see her again. Awestruck and bewildered, because the Enchantress now sounds like the Senate, in his despair, he leaped from the tower, landing in a thorn patch. But the thorns pierced his eyes. Oh Uh, no! I didn't even get your name! He's like, oh god, my eyes. So beautiful. Now they're gone. I'll never go to a Reds game again. He wandered the wilderness after this, blindly lamenting over the loss of his future wife. Only surviving on roots and berries and rogue cans of Skyline Chili. And in his misery for years, that Rapunzel was taken away by the Enchantress. She took her to the desert and she gave birth to twins that she had given the names of Skyline, the Buckeyes. Two of the most famous names in Ohio history. And there they lived in destitute. The prince, wandering around one day, heard a voice familiar to him. Following the sound of the voice, he came upon Rapunzel, which recognized him and ran over and threw herself around his neck, weeping. Two of her tears fell upon his eyes, restoring them anew. Somehow, he could see again. He led her to his kingdom, where they were received joyfully and lived happily ever after watching all the Reds and Buckeyes games they could ever imagine. Yeah, yee yee! Yee And that is the story of Rapunzel, sort of. Rob, what did you think about that story of Redneck Rapunzel in Ohio version? You know, it is pretty fun. Pretty fun to do. I think the original uh, story was probably based around something that's not from Ohio or Redneck. Yes. It, I believe there's actually a story based around St. Barbara, historically speaking, that I think draws inspiration for this fairy tale. Oh, really? Yeah. So apparently there was a woman that I think she was... So it was a Greek woman, I believe. And her her father... Tried to hide her away from a bunch of suitors because she was like the most beautiful woman around. Seems to be a repeating element here in these fairy tales. This was in the Roman Greek times, so people were typically pagan. When she was up in the tower, she was obviously very sad, and she ended up converting to Christianity. What ended up happening was her father was like, okay, I'll let you down if you know you, uh, what's it called when you turn away from religion renounced your yeah your faith yeah. i guess yeah renounce your faith and become pagan again she's like um i don't know but can you let me out and he's like yeah i'll trust you long story short she does not renounce her faith and so then she gets captured by the roman officials because she gets turned in by either her father or the locals they eventually tell her father they're like okay look Either she can renounce her Christian faith and leave, or you have to behead her. 
Oh. I think there's another woman that captures her. If we, This is a little confusing. I'll just kind of read this little excerpt from Wikipedia. It says, Barbara, the daughter of a rich pagan named Diosorceress, was carefully guarded by her father who kept her locked up in a tower in order to preserve her from the outside world. Having secretly become a Christian, she rejected an offer of marriage that she received through her father. Before going on a journey, her father commanded that a private bathhouse be erected for her use near her dwelling and during his absence barbara had three windows put in as a symbol of the holy trinity instead of the two originally intended when her father returned she acknowledged herself to be a christian dragged before the perfect uh the prefect of the province martinius who had her cruelly tortured barbara held true to her christian faith during the night the dark prison was bathed in light and new miracles occurred every morning her wounds were healed torches that were to be used to burn her went out as soon as they came near her finally she was condemned to death by beheading her father himself carried out the death sentence however as punishment he was struck by lightning on the way home and his body was consumed by flame barbara was buried by christian valentinus and her tomb became the site of miracles huh well that's um it's pretty interesting yeah it sounds a little, like a little bit uh, different story yeah i think mine's better <laughs> It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a father in Ohio. basically been like, there's no way in hell my daughter's going to be an Alabama fan. Right. Oh, exactly. And then she's over there rooting for Alabama, and she won't renounce it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to spit dip spit in your eye. That's extremely gross. No, he withholds. Uh, what's what's like a famous, like, what do they like to drink in Ohio? You know, you love Ohio people. Um, Heineken? Yeah, so he instead of uh, beheading her, he's like... Looks like you're going to have to drink some of that bush light instead of this Heineken stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just a weird story, isn't it? Like the, not the, I guess, fairy tale. All fairy tales are kind of weird, but the original story, it kind of makes me think a lot of that was just fabricated, maybe. No, I think you. it's 100% true. Oh, you think so? Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, she cried, his eyes came back to life. Awesome story. Yeah. Real yes. true miracles happened here. We only tell the truth here at Prestigious Minds. Even yeah. in fairy tale form. No jokes, no satire, no sarcasm. Okay, well, I think we've rambled enough. This is a very long episode, so we will cut it here. And this has been another episode in the Scared Tuber event series of Prestigious Minds. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. That concludes today's episode. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know how we can improve by leaving us a review on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at pmindspod. And go give us a follow over there where we discuss and share photographs, videos, and anything visual related to the podcast. And thank you for listening prestigious minds.